What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gamescast. Two weeks in a row. Quite impressive. Woo, Joining me weeks. this week is Christian. Hello, hello. And myself, Bilal. Um, and it's an exciting week because we finally, finally, finally get to talk about the most anticipated game in a really long time. From a studio that is one of the biggest in the entire world. And, you know, I, this game's been a long time coming. And I think you all know what I'm about to talk about. It's Valorant from Riot Games. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, we're going to definitely talk about Valorant. But I think the big story today, or this week, is definitely the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, for me, personally, it was the first game I got as a child when I got a PlayStation. Um it was a game I grew up with. The game was my identity in fourth grade. I would literally carry the game's manual with me to school and just like go over it and try tracing the characters. And <laughs> <laughs> the little uh, circular uh, pixel yeah. figurines. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still own that copy of Final Fantasy VII from PlayStation that I have. Um, nice. It's, it's at my parents' house. It, I'm a bit sad. I think I need to get that first disc, like the scratches fixed or something on it because anytime you leave. Uh, the golden saucer, uh, the game crashes, and it makes me so sad. <laughs> but like I, nowadays, like you can just buy that game digitally anywhere. So yeah, but having the original copy is dope. And it's funny that you say that because I I had a similar experience with Final Fantasy VIII because that was my first Final Fantasy, and for me it crashed every time you entered the uh, the first mission or and it. So um, I feel like that's part of the original PS experience is scratchy discs and unplayability. <laughs> Yeah, uh, actually, I think it's outside of Breath of Fire 3, or maybe it was 4, on PlayStation, where I rented it from uh, Blockbuster, and it was the only game that just failed to work for me, because it was just, it, this disc was so scratched, and I was so into RPGs, because I just played Final Fantasy 7 for the first time, um, <laughs> and Breath of Fire it just did not work, and I was so sad, and then I rented Dino Crisis instead. And I was heavily disappointed. What? Dino Crisis was dope. Well, actually, I, I don't I know. Just, I just I just didn't care for it. It wasn't an RPG. <laughs> true and that, I, true that. Yeah, and I think that's one of the long-lasting uh, effects of Final Fantasy VII back on PlayStation. It ushered in this era of RPGs that I don't think we've seen since the original PlayStation. I, think, I know PS2 yeah. had a good, decent lineup of RPGs, but I don't think anything ever came close to those early years of the PlayStation. Yeah, the foundational JRPGs, right? What about you, Christian? What's your experience with Final Fantasy? Hello? Okay, up there? Hello? Hello? Christian? Hello? Yeah, can you hear oh. me? Yeah, I don't know what happened. I cut out for a bit. Oh, good. Now, I was asking, uh, what's your experience been with uh, Final Fantasy? Uh, the originals or the new one? <laughs> oh. Hello. Damn it. What is up with this? Hello. Hey. Are hey. You okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why it keeps cutting out. Uh. Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the originals or the or the new Final Fantasy. Any uh, Final Fantasy. Okay, so. Um, I played Final Fantasy Eight by accident because my cousin recommended 
it to me uh, when I was, I think, 12. So I was about fifth or no, sixth grade, sixth grade. And, um, and yeah, I, I, she, she basically hyped up this game called Final Fantasy. So the story was amazing and, and et cetera, et cetera. And so I went to play it and I rented, or I guess I, I, over, I rented a copy at Blockbuster, but held it to the point where I ended up buying it because uh, it was way overdue. Um, and that was Final Fantasy VIII. And uh, only like maybe a week after talking to her about it, I realized that the game she was talking about was Final Fantasy VII, and I totally bought the wrong copy of Final Fantasy. But um, so I didn't play Seven immediately. I played it, I think maybe about a year and a half after I did Eight. But once I did, it was just fantastic, man. Like uh, those characters are just very memorable. And while the graphics weren't, I guess the the best, for, or they were amazing for the time, but now they just don't. Uh, keep up but yeah final fantasy was a probably one of my favorite series of all time yeah no my brother um had a nintendo growing up uh and i was too young at that time to even remember him even having it uh but him and my older cousins would literally i think one weekend while visiting uh, my aunt in pennsylvania played through the original final fantasy and they were like so pumped so when i think this was around fourth grade uh, my birthday came around, and uh, my parents were like, you get an N64 or a PlayStation. And my uh, brother convinced my parents to just give me a PlayStation, even though I was, like, leaning N64. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm glad he pushed me towards the PlayStation <laughs> in the long run. And uh, so, you know, I, I was playing with a demo disc for a while, and then um, I got to rent Final Fantasy VII. I think it was one of the first games I got to rent. Uh, and he was like, yo, we need to play this game. I, you know, look at the graphics. Everyone's talking about it. Uh, and we rented it, and I just fell in love, like, immediately. And, like, I remember just, like, begging my parents after we had to return it after that initial week that, like, we just need to go to Toys R Us. I need to get this game. I need to get it. <laughs> and, like, come on, let's go. Um, and, like, I spent hours, countless hours in that game. I played it uh, a bunch of times. I think I only beat, played through it, might have played through the full thing twice, but mm -hmm. uh, I tried doing everything I could. Never beat those did, ultimate weapons. I was gonna uh, say, did you beat Ruby? Because I beat Ruby. It, it's embarrassing admitting this, but um, I beat Ruby when I was in high school. So like, there was a five or six year gap, and like, me and my best friend and this one friend who we always hung out with, I invited them over once, and we tried beating, or I showed them beating. Uh, I'm sorry, not Ruby, Emerald. Ruby was difficult, but Emerald was the hardest in the game. And, like, dude, there were, like, weird tricks and stuff where you could open up the PlayStation and let the disc run to grow infinite regen. It was, there was, like, all these weird things that don't what? exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because, like, Ruby is in, I don't know if anyone's ever pulled the challenge off in Final Fantasy VII, but, um, sorry, not Ruby. I keep saying Ruby. It's uh, Emerald. Emerald Weapon's one of the hardest in the game. It has an infinite amount of HP, and so... What I did to try to beat it was there's this thing called the Lucky 7 trick where if you had 7777 seven, seven, seven as your HP, uh, you would go into like an infinitely long combo and hit, I think, 77 times. You capped that with Knights of the Round, which I think hit 13 times for about 10,000 each attack. Uh, you needed to basically do weird strategies like that to take down uh, Emerald. It was that strong. It was like probably the hardest uh, boss in a JRPG or just RPG in general for its time. Um, and Seven had that. They, like, they, they were the ones who started that idea, like, way before anyone else thought about it, which is pretty amazing. And there were so many things that Seven did that set the foundation for RPGs and yeah. that kind of gaming. Yeah, and for me, it was, um, I remember the entire Midgar sequence was absolutely amazing. And that's where the, the Final Fantasy Seven remake covers, um, yeah. from, um, 
beginning to end with expanded story, and we'll get into that. But once I left Midgarden, that you just get to that world map, I honestly got stuck for about two to three days because I didn't know where to go. Because <laughs> um, this is my first time playing an RPG and yeah. experiencing the open world map. And so it's just like I was walking around and I come across this town and I didn't realize I had to go into the inn. Mm-hmm. And so like two to three days just wasted because I just did not go upstairs in the inn. Um, and then like there's when you meet Yuffie and she's uh, go all the way to Wutai and you get your materials stolen and then you can't leave that island until... Mm-hmm. Uh, you resolve everything there. But what happened was my sister and brother were also, you know, they were just fiddling around with the game uh, around, along with my save. And you're supposed to, like, follow, I think it's Yuffie around to get your materia back. But there's a part where, like, she rings a bell and a, door, a secret door opens. I missed that animation. And my siblings <laughs> didn't realize it. It required waiting, like, three months until I could convince my parents to buy me a strategy guide and then like, oh, following man. the strategy guide uh, like line by line I'm trying to figure out what to do and the strategy guide's like you gotta go up and ring the bell and I was like what? You could ring the bell? <laughs> and because it just look, <laughs> it looks like it's like a background thing yeah um, and then, especially for RPGs back then yeah and then oh man it was that game was something like I met my best friend because of this game uh, from like elementary school best friend it's um, <laughs> cool so good yeah it's funny that you mentioned because this game the remake does only take place in midgar and when i played the original game i thought midgar was the entire game so i took because i was a kid and i didn't know any better so when we finally got out of midgar i'm like man so that was a cool game and he's like what do you mean uh because i think my cousin was showing it to me or told me about it and i'm like yeah like that was fun and stuff and we're done right like no the you just opened the world like the map and the world itself is the game. You just were in one section, and I was like, what? Like, my mind was blown because of the scope of this back in the day, you know? Yeah. No, it, it really is incredible, uh, and I can't wait to continue to play more. I had a crazy week. Uh, so, uh, literally, it was like days, the night before Final Fantasy VII Remake comes out, and I just had a lot of personal stuff going on, and... I just sat there. like all this is going down around me like uh and I'm just sitting there and I'm like the one thing in my mind is like I'm not gonna get to play Final Fantasy 7 <laughs> uh am I and uh I only got about six hours of playtime over the last five days with it um that, yeah I haven't touched it since maybe Saturday um and like I'm really enjoying my time I know you're much further in um, so, I'm yeah. gonna, so I, I saw your Facebook status, I think by when I was like an hour and a half <laughs> in and you were complaining, like, it's not what I expected it to be. So yeah. I kind of want you to walk me through what happened for you in those early hours and then like what changed. Okay. Uh, cause, Cause I checked in so, on you and you were like, nope, nope, actually I love this. This is like, yes. Thing. Yes. So, so, okay. So it's weird. Um, I, I, unlike other people, I didn't get to play the full uh, the demo. Like, I know everyone else did, but I didn't have any sort of introduction. So the first time I played it, I actually did a live uh, Twitch stream. And that I'm just learning to do, basically, for the first time right now. Um, but I played it, I enjoyed it, and if you listen to the Twitch, uh, Endless underscore 13, you can follow me there. Um, it was a lot of fun, and, you know, it was enjoyable. I liked the combat system. It was a little weird, though, because it felt very reminiscent of Kingdom Hearts. Fast forward to the next day when I finally download the entire thing, and it, uh, which took forever, and um, and I'm playing it, and 
you know, as I continue uh, onwards, I'm realizing the the interface and like a lot of the menus and stuff were just very reminiscent of Kingdom Hearts. A lot of the the sword swinging and some of the combat was reminiscent of Kingdom Hearts too. But it was also because um, I I say that without knowing the full scope of the uh, of the combat system at the time, because as I kind of went on. I realized that it's it's actually not Kingdom Hearts, even though there's a lot of sword swinging and, and just swinging in general uh, of your weapon, and uh, it's it's actually the original game, but it's interspersed with sword swing fighting. What I mean by that is like to have your limit gauge kind of charge up and for you to actually make commands, not just special attacks, because at first I thought it was just special attacks, but uh, magic abilities, item usage, all of which is integrated in this really cool new fascinating battle system, which takes elements of the old game uh, where it's turn-based and you choose kind of like from a drop-down menu of what you want to do, uh, and includes that with the fast-paced fighting that was kind of reminiscent of Kingdom Hearts. So a lot of the original, a lot of the original gameplay, or the first, I maybe say hour and a half, I was kind of getting annoyed because it was just battle after battle after battle, and I would just beat everything by swinging things and using like a cloud special. Uh, but then as you kind of delve in, they teach you like step by step the complexities of the of the battle system, which is vastly different than uh, the original. And uh, it, it's kind of a weird mix of turn based style like mechanics, uh, enemies that you can only really do certain damage to depending on vulnerabilities, which you have to find out through the gameplay or through scanning. Uh, I think assess is the materia that you get later in the game. Yeah. Uh, but then more importantly, um, when you finally enter the Midgar slums. Uh, and, uh, and up until that point, everything's kind of just linear, linear, linear. They kind of open the world up. You see uh, Seventh Heaven, Tifa's Bar, but then more importantly, like, uh, you can finally move around. You can see different item shops. You can explore kind of the world. And that was the part that I really missed from Final Fantasy, because as we mentioned, uh, when you fart start playing Seven, uh, one of the beautiful things is, like, you can kind of do whatever you want. I, I like that sense of uh, the world is endless. Um, it doesn't really feel like that in this game until maybe like an hour and a half in where you get multiple side quests and you get to talk. Uh, but until then, like, it's a lot of linear uh, story and kind of mechanics, but it, it opens up. And when it does, it's very beautiful. Uh, the cutscenes, were, which were incredibly campy at first, you kind of start to love. I will recommend one thing, though. Um, if you have subtitles on, because I, I love subtitles, turn off the subtitle dialogue for when you pass by NPCs. Oh god, that, you can do that? <laughs> yeah, that drove me insane. That was the reason I got I started hating the game because I'm like some of this dialogue is cheesy, but it's incredibly bad when you see everyone's dialogue bubbles pass by. Yeah. Like it's better to focus on the main characters and what's happening in the story than hear every single annoying NPC's like comment. That cuz and then it litters your screen too, which is really annoying. Yeah. So, so you have that option to turn it off. I highly suggest you do. Once you do that, it's a fantastic game. That's like the only real negative thing I have to yeah. say about it. Yeah, so you mentioned two things, that I, uh, I'm, and one of them I'm glad you corrected. Uh, when you initially compared it to Kingdom Hearts, I was like, okay, I know I know where you're going with this. Yeah. But like, I feel like it's the much-needed evolution of the Kingdom Hearts uh, uh, style of play. Because in Kingdom Hearts, it's like, yeah, you mash your button, and especially in Kingdom Hearts 3, that game was a joke <laughs> in terms of difficulty. I think the yeah. only time I found challenge, like, on, uh, and I'm talking about normal here for Final Fantasy VII Remake and Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, mm -hmm. In Kingdom Hearts 3, like, on normal, the only time I really had some difficulty was the final boss. And even that was uh, pretty much a breeze uh, in comparison. <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake, like, yeah, you're going in and you're swinging, but you're also building up your ATB meter in order to do abilities or spells and, or use items. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have to, like, juggle that because you can take a lot of damage and not realize it. And I kind of wish 
um, the game did a little bit better job of just like remi- like reminding you if how low your health is at times. Like maybe you make the controller like pulse a bit. Um, yeah. You know, like how Zelda has that annoying um, low heart meter sound. Yeah. I kind of wish like FF7 remake had like a vibration function when your health drops because sometimes you're so caught up in. Uh, handling the enemies, like, I glance down quickly at my health, and I'm like, oh, I'm about, like, two hits away from dying. Yeah, um, and so, it's weird. I didn't know this just until now, but the only warning you get is your the color of cloud flashes kind of red once yeah. you're in the red. But yep. that's so negligible, honestly. Yeah, and and it, especially it, mid-battle. It, 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 it comes late, and sometimes, like, you will... You, you wouldn't even notice you took that much damage, and you're, like, half, you're down 50%. Um, and, but, like, out... But, the game flows so well, and like you could jump between characters, give out different commands. Uh, I like spreading out my materia, um, which are like the spells or and abilities uh, you can acquire from. I guess the, uh, they're yeah. Mako based, like based off the energy. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So in the lore, the uh, materia is constructed from Mako energy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, like you use those. I spread them out across the team and make sure I'm covered in case of all sorts of weakness. Uh, but like, yeah, it's like building up the stagger meter uh, on enemies, use, using their weaknesses against them. Yeah, uh, and the and stagger meter is a lot more complicated than I thought. Apparently, yeah. like, you, you don't realize this, but there are different ways to increase stagger. And it's not just swinging your sword and attacking. Like, sometimes certain enemies are vulnerable to magic, for instance, and mm-hmm. using certain spells against them, against their vulnerability, increases their stagger meter tremendously. There are different strategies on how to get an enemy towards their stagger uh, status. And for some of them, especially the more armored ones, you have to kind of trigger sta- stagger ability. Yeah, and how to get to that point is different, almost different for every battle, which is kind of beautiful about the game. Because yeah. I don't get bored from the, the sword fighting. No, and, like, I, I, that was my fear after I played the demo. I was like, I wonder how complicated this is gonna get but like no there's just fights against some random enemies like i think there's rats in one of the side quests and i was yeah. like oh shit like i'm get, i'm getting my ass kicked like i need to one get my atb up heal and then get it up again and assess to see what the weakness is and yeah. then i realized i didn't have the right material equipped for this fight and i was just like okay then i have to play this smart use my abilities where i can uh for this it, um it's like unnormal it's not a breeze like you actually have to do your work <laughs> in order to get yeah. ahead uh but like it's like you said like even with the side quests like once you the game opens up and i was like i want to do all the side quests because i love being here it's and it's not just nostalgia it's just the game does a fantastic job of taking what was already there on the original playstation and expanding on it in very interesting ways yeah the uh, details the attention of details is insane when you um when like tifa brings you to the little apartment complex where you get your like little room where you can go and rest like if you stand on that second floor balcony and you just like look out like you see like you see the slums underneath the giant uh, saucer plate of Midgar, where the upper class lives with middle class, um, and it's like the visuals are incredibly detailed. And I like, yeah. I, it, it, like, yes, the na- word remake is in the title, but the game is more than a remake. It's it's a new envisioning of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, um, you can see they put a lot of effort into thoroughly thinking this out. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I love, which is weird because I thought I would hate, especially because of how horrible I thought the writing was with Kingdom Hearts, was the cutscenes. Uh, some of them are corny. A lot of the ones with Barrett in particular. Uh, he's basically just a Mr. T stereotype. Yeah. Um, but besides that, some of them are fantastic. 
Like, I actually really love these characters and what they have to say and their dialogue and stuff. You know, like, I didn't imagine loving Wedge this much. And yet I find him one of my favorite characters. Same thing with Jesse. And it's strange because these are characters that were kind of, not throwaway, but they were just kind of there and they had a little bit of story. But in this one, my God, they made it a movie. They made it a movie. They're like named henchmen that didn't really have much. And then they expand. Like, I think in chapter four is where Jesse asks for some help. And you go with her, and you kind of get her reasoning. Like, Jessie comes from a middle-class family. She, you know, grew up pretty well off. But, like, why is she part of this eco-terrorist group um, that's trying to stop Shinra? Uh, and, like, and you learn. You learn those reasonings. You learn why she's fighting for what she does. And it's... And, and they don't even, like, say it outright. They they, they show you. They don't tell you. <laughs> um, yeah. And, like, you you know, you piece it together yourself. I mean, it, it's... It's pretty obvious when you see it, but it's like, I'm glad they're not just like, the characters aren't just telling me. It's something like I, myself as a player, can experience. And it's those nice details that you see that like, make a world of difference. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And and yeah, like, and in a sense, it's also heartbreaking to learn more about these characters because uh, if you play the original, you know what's coming up for some of them. And it's... Oh boy, I'm really hoping some story beats change. <laughs> um, like <laughs> We'll see. They might keep Wedge, because uh, from what I understand, he's the guy from Breaking Bad, which makes so much sense. Oh, oh yeah. He's the... Uh, Moose? Uh, what's his name? Was it Moose on Breaking Bad? Something like that. He was the, he was the fellow meth dealer with... Uh, with uh, What's his... Skinny Pete? Skinny, he, he wasn't Skinny Pete, he was the other one. That one, yeah, yeah. The one yeah. that was like, you have to tell me if you're a cop. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he's fantastic in this as well. Like, yeah, no, the, like, the voice acting is just incredible. I don't know, yeah, everything yeah. about this game is amazing. Generally, yeah. Um, so, uh, how far into the game are you, like, story-wise, um, compared to the I original? just finished the second set of side quests that you get. Uh, so, basically, I just, I met Eris, I think, yesterday, or a day or two ago, mm-hmm. and we did all of the side quests, and I'm continuing her storyline. So, you're after the second reactor, you met, yeah. and you just met Eris, and that's yeah. 24 hours into the game, from what you told me. Yeah, and I already fought both Turks, which is incredible. Like, they're they're also just as dope. Wow. As, there, there's so much to this game. That's the thing, and there's so many other characters now, too, but I don't hate them, and I normally hate additional Final Fantasy characters right. post-Final Fantasy X, but yeah. <laughs> So I, I need to mention one character um, that's new to this game, um, and it led to the most anime-ass anime sequence uh, in Chapter 4, um, and it's, it's the first time um, I think we met really anybody else from Soldier, uh, yeah. which is like this elite um, task soldier group from, as the name suggests, from Shinra that... Uh, I guess there was a war with Duwutai in the past, and they kind of, like, they plant these seeds of, like, this political unrest in the world. Like, there was this war, mm-hmm. and there was heroes like Sephiroth that existed, and, like, people would leave their hometowns, like Cloud did as teenagers, to go become a soldiers. war hero, to become yeah. soldiers. Um, and so, like, you actually meet another one, and I don't remember if in the original Final Fantasy VII um, there was anyone other than Sephiroth and Cloud, I, uh, there's Zach, but, um... But he's not in this, or at yeah, least, yeah. as far as we know, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, um... Yeah, it's really interesting, like, they introduce you to Roche, and, it, dude, it, it turns into an anime fat, and it's like, what... I mean, RPGs, Japan, um, like, you know, you, you could expect, you could expect it to a degree, but, like, yeah. the character of Roche is just like, dude, this guy doesn't 
drive a motorcycle he flies a motorcycle <laughs> dude oh. i played that sequence so many first of all it's just as fun as the original seven like the motorcycle sequence or at least i found it uh second is i want to i'm trying to platinum final fantasy seven oh uh, my god that, yeah that, so that trophy, um, one of, oh you got the, did you get the trophy i think th- i was going i read about the trophy before and i was yeah. like okay you can only get hit twice and then yeah. I got to the I got to the beginning sequence flawless, and then you get to like the motorcycle boss fight, and I was like, nope, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I did to beat it, which is kind of cheating, is you can switch to easy mode, and then you take less damage. Mm-hmm. So is it is it a damage percentage basically? It's damage sure? percentage. You can only um I think you have to end the that duel with the motorcycle, Hugh and Roach, uh, with seventy five percent of your health left or higher. Well, that was pretty close. Yeah, yeah. It's actually, it's not too hard when you're on easy. On normal, it's a little bit more difficult, but yeah. yeah maybe, maybe if I feel like chasing it. But like, yeah, no, it, but like, it was cool because like that leads to a, a future boss fight like later in that chapter, which is like, and they're set up for it and it's, it's well done. Like they didn't need to do this. Yeah. Um, That's it, the thing too. The boss fights are actual like fights. You can't just, again, hack and slash away like in Kingdom Hearts or another Final Fantasy game where you just go hit OP. Yeah. Like you have to think about what you do. So that fight was not as easy at, for me at first because I didn't realize what you had to do. Yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, and just generally the game is, the game just is like a nice warm blanket just wrapping itself <laughs> around me. Um, and, I don't know what it is, but every girl is the best girl in that game. Um, oh my gosh! I Jesse there's so was much not, shipping. J- Jesse wasn't even a character. Uh, like I mean, she existed, but she really wasn't. She was just a cardboard cutout of uh, in the exactly. Original game. And, and I think she said like one line that was flirting with Cloud, and now yeah. she's just now this. she's just like. I'm like, I need to marry this girl. Um, and <laughs> then you meet Tifa, and I'm just like, I need to marry this girl. And yeah. then and then there's, like, even, like, uh, Barrett's daughter, um, Marlene. Oh, she's adorable. She's adorable. Oh, um, and it's worse. Eris? Um, just like, at first, I was like, okay, I see. You're the uh, you're the girl who's kind of, like, uh, resistant to Cloud. Like, you're, you're the one who, like, puts him in his place. And then I gotta be honest, I'm kind of I'm kind of finding her amazing too. So yeah, and, yeah. I, and I've he- I've heard like, and uh, maybe you can speak more to this. The moments the this game remakes out of the original, especially like the stuff with Eris and like um you know falling through the ceiling of the church and like looking at the uh, flowers and whatnot. Like I heard those moments are like amazing uh, in their recreation. Yeah, they are. They're just very beautiful. Um, I'll admit there are still some cheesy campy moments with yeah. Cloud in terms of um in terms of like him having to maneuver like i don't like the scenes where cloud has to like basically do um pull-ups or uh hang or cr- crawl across rooms with using uh kind of like monkey monkey bars uh, <laughs> uh from room to room it kind of takes me away from the moments that you're talking about because they kind of feature some of those there but besides that yeah they're they're gorgeous recreations minus the cloud moving around in weird silly situations because it's a video game and they want you to earn these scenes i guess <laughs> um but yeah I'm uh I'm pumped for it. Um, so that's it. So I think we spoke about this for a bit. Um, so just general final thoughts on the game for yourself. Uh, okay. So like everything we've talked about has only been the first half, which is incredible. Like it just gets better. Um, there there's a lot more later on. A lot more quests. A lot of side quests. A lot uh, like there's a there's a coliseum but without too many. Sp- you know, crazy things, uh, spoilery things. Um, and uh, story story gets just 
better and better. There, there's nothing about this game that I hate, uh, which is weird because when I started the first hour and a half, I was I actually got tired enough where I put it down and I was like, you know what? I played like a little bit. I'm good. Uh, I, I thought I'd be done for a while, but then once I picked it up again and things picked up, uh, especially once the world opens, um, it's just it's just a fun nonstop ride. That's different. The combat's different every time. They uh, and there's so many there's so many weird side quest games or not side quests, uh, uh, mini games, uh, and that's what makes this game fantastic. It's constantly surprising you yeah, to the I, point where you just don't want to put it down. Yeah, I'm uh, I don't want to burn through it, but at the same time I do. Um, I just need to sit like. <laughs> it's weird i feel like sitting down and playing a game just any game nowadays that requires me for more than an hour requires such like a mental um just a mental like i need preparedness like this is what i'm doing for the day like um i don't know if it's just something about getting older <laughs> or like, but i have nothing else going on like i'll sit there and play league of legends for five hours but then like um <laughs> Sitting down and playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, it just requires a bit more from me. Uh, I think it's the couch. I think the couch makes me sleepy. And um, <laughs> It's too comfortable. I'm too happy right now. Yeah, but I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm playing it on OLED, and mwah, it's just like <laughs> this, this, this Final Fantasy VII Remake plus this TV, everything is justified. I don't, the total cost is way too much, but oh it's gorgeous. <laughs> um, and are you playing on a PS4 Pro or a regular P- PlayStation? Just a regular PS4. Yeah, it looks absolutely amazing, right? It does. Uh, the the only it's weird. The only thing that isn't that's kind of jarring about it is occasionally you'll see the one thing that's just not in well resolution or detail yeah. because they it's like a very throwaway thing and yeah. it's just like oh that's cool that's gorgeous that's gorgeous this book looks like it's from PS1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that that stuff never really bothers me because I'm like you gotta make you know adjustments somewhere in order to deliver the final product as great as it is yeah um uh, one uh one uh, piece of advice i that i haven't implemented yet but i just heard on the waypoint radio podcast if you go into settings you can actually zoom out the camera in combat so mm-hmm. it doesn't feel as claustrophobic and i know one of the issues i do have sometimes in combat is i'll be swinging at an enemy and they get pulled off camera but i'm so zoomed in on cloud that um I kind of lose track of where some enemies are. So if that if you're running into that, you could go into the settings and uh, zoom it out to a certain degree, um, mm-hmm. which will definitely be a big help. You can also adjust the sensitivity and stuff. It's that's that's what I love about this. The 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 battle, the customization is so much more complicated than I thought it was initially, and that it makes it beautiful and fun. Oh my god! I almost forgot the other thing. Uh, I don't know if this change if um, how many weapons there are in this game. But when you get uh, the iron sword and you equip it, it, Cloud uses an actual different weapon. It is my favorite thing ever in RPGs, like when you get different gear and your character's look changes. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just like, I wish every RPG would do it. I know why it, it's kind of phased out nowadays, because it's just so much to... Um, so much art to do so much to code i'll mm-hmm. make sure it fits correctly but it just looks so good i just it's it one of my does. rpg like favorite things ever yeah and to be honest dude like uh, i think i don't remember how many weapons there are for every character but it's definitely i think four maybe five so four? okay yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot of equipment customization and uh specialization too so at the end it's a very it's not super complicated where you go crazy, but it's complicated enough where you, you have a lot of different ways you can approach battle, which just it just makes a great game, honestly. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, 
Well, this is, uh, oh yeah. So, um, yeah, I am hoping we can talk about this more next week. Um, I imagine you'd probably be done with it by then, and maybe, uh, maybe by some miracle, I might be close to finishing it by then. Oh uh, no, I I plan on playing this, and I still I still plan on playing Resident Evil as well for like the next probably month and a half, two months. Wow. So, yeah. I, when I play games, I only play certain ones, and I just dedicate an insane amount of time to getting me, everything. Once you finish this game, I'm sending you a copy of Persona 5 Royal. <laughs> oh my god, dude, no more games. <laughs> just, I, I, just, I think you would love it, Christian. Probably. Uh, uh, it, like a lot it, of my friends told me it's a fantastic game. Yeah, it's not in my back burner right now after Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, yeah. but, oh, um, I just platinumed, uh, I platinumed Horizon, and somehow in between all this. Oh, Nice. I, like no, well, sorry, not platinum. They got a hundred percent platinum. I platinumed it already, but I I got everything in the game just now. So is, yeah. Is, do you think Frozen Wilds is like for story wise? Is it recommended or is it just kind of more like a combat? Uh, if you're gonna get Horizon Two, you probably have to play Frozen. Really? Wilds. Yeah, I would. I kind of wish that wasn't the case. Honestly, I thought it would be a one-off thing. It's not. It's expanding the story. It's probably going to be important, honestly. Which, again, it's dope. It's just, damn it, you know. And I, I don't want to tell you why, because that'll spoil the game for you. So. Well, I mean, the the game of the year edition for Horizon, you could. I, I think I got it for two dollars or something. It's so, so cheap nowadays. Yeah, uh-huh. but like it'll ruin the 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 end. Twi- I don't, I don't want to call it a twist, but it is kind of a twist. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then that is on the back burner for summer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I did play one other game this week. Uh, actually, I played two, uh, both from Riot Games. One's League of Legends, uh, which I'll talk about a little bit later. But I did mm-hmm. play their. I did get into their beta for their new game Valorant after s- leaving Twitch open for about seventy-two hours. Um, they <laughs> enabled drops on certain streamers. So if you watched their stream and you tied your Riot Games account to their uh, to Twitch. Um, at a certain point, you just get an email like, you're, you made it into the beta. And so I played one game of Valorant. <laughs> one game. And it's and the best way to describe it is, like, it's Counter-Strike meets Overwatch. Um, yes. Where it's 5v5, um, one team plants a bomb, one's attacking, one's defending. Uh, but everybody has abilities. Mm-hmm. You can buy weapons at the start of each round. Um, and so I never played Counter-Strike. Um, so, like, this style of shooter is a bit new to me. Like, I, the first round I get in, I get three kills. And I was like, oh my god, I'm amazing. Oh, <laughs> and I no. got shut down fast. But what I didn't realize, and my cousin was like, you know, the games can go a bit long. I was like, oh, it can't be that bad. What, the entire match, I think it's like first to 13 wins. And so you get to round 25. That's an hour of your life. Um, oh my gosh. And so... Uh, yeah, and that's the reason I haven't gone back in because I don't want to play another twenty-five round match. Um, yeah. it, Maybe they'll shorten it. Yeah, I'm hoping it's like first to seven, which is like a much more bite-sized chunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be, I think, that would feel much better. But um, the game plays great; it feels great. I like the characters. I ended up as a healer, um, uh, someone that can cast a slow heal yourself or enemies, and I uh, my ultimate revives um, a teammate if they're dead. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, I, th- I think that a lot of the abilities work out cool. The world, I, I know it's in beta, uh, and I know from Riot, like, they will evolve this, but I think they have something special on their hands, and I can't wait to see how this goes. Um, so, so yeah, so that, that's that been pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing I did uh, this weekend was the League of Legends Clash mode. Um, did you ever play League, Christian? 
Me? Uh, no, I, I I don't play League, but I have a friend who works for League. Yeah. In fact, she actually works on the team that developed uh, Valorant. <laughs> so, um, one of the cool things that they did uh, was they created this mode called Clash. And how it works is, I think, twice once, twice a month, I think? they It's like usually on the weekends. They set a time, and uh, you have about two hours to start it. Uh, but you, with a group of, it's a group of five, they go in and it creates an eight-man tournament, or eight-team tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, you play three matches, uh, and basically if you make it to the end, uh, if you win all three, you get a, gr- you get a great prize uh, from it. And, like, they had different, t- so if you need to buy a ticket with either in-game currency, which isn't that much, uh, like, you could get it fairly quick, or you can buy a premium ticket, which will give you better rewards. And so uh, it was on Saturday and Sunday last week. And so we did it on Saturday. Uh, we didn't have a fifth, so we borrowed one of our friend's friends. Hmm, and he was, okay, he was okay. He's not the greatest. And so he was like, kind of like the weak link. And in the very first match, he disconnected for like 90% of it. Oh, um, no. Because, because his family was on the internet. And so immediately we're in the loser's bracket. Uh, we, <laughs> we lose the first two. Uh, and then we, lo- we won the last one. Uh, like so, we ended one, one and two for uh, that. We I think we got seventh place in that uh, tournament. Sunday we got a f- we made sure we had five. We got mm-hmm. a proper five. We went in, and like so, you choose a champion. Like and each champion has their own unique abilities. My champions kept getting banned, so I had to play characters I wasn't as comfortable with or uh, that I enjoyed as much yeah. uh, as certain ones. We won all three, and it was amazing. Like nice. we, we ended, uh, and like we're like we're like cheering, and like I text, um, my, I play support for my cousin, so I was like texting his wife. I'm like, we're winners. Treat them like a king. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, it, but it's nice because like league is so competitive, and so just being able to jump in with into like an eight, eight team tournament with your friends, with people similarly skilled. And just, like, seeing how you hold up. Like, I know I'm not a professional at this game, and I'll never be close, but it's, it's just a lot of fun being uh, able to have these moments, and I think yeah. it's a fantastic mode that they implemented. Um, and, 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 like, I'm hoping League is only a, a, a game I leave and I'm done with after this quarantine is done, as awful as that <laughs> sounds. Uh, it, I mean, it, it's time-consuming. There's a thing, like... I can stay up and play League till 5 a.m., but I can't I'm sit aware. down on the couch and... Um, play a video game like that just because it, it, there's just something about it and it just runs through your brain. You're like, it's it's like it's, it's the constant flashbacks. chase. Of that. Yeah, it's that constant. Yeah. it is that constant chase. Um, yeah, I so. I do. I'm not gonna lie. Like, uh, I have I I don't play league, and a big reason is because I had a coworker at my old job who would play league during our shifts. I'm not going to call Ooh. them out, <laughs> but working at a mental health facility and playing League of Legends is probably not the best idea. Yeah. Um, and I can but see that. And I can, I it's can very see the game addicting. doing that to people. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can definitely see the game doing that to people. Yeah. Um, so I definitely hope uh, he uh, found help or, or escaped. she or, <laughs> or they. She, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was a good time. It was a good weekend. Um, it, it's totally time consuming. I get it. Because yeah. again, I I've seen people dedicate hours and just yeah. be like, it's it's been it's been a full work shift or it's been like five hours. Like, come on. And that yeah. that was the thing with that was the thing with the clash. Like one of the guys takes it kind of seriously. Uh, the rest mm-hmm. of us kind of play for fun. 
Yeah. So, like, you know, when you got one guy, like, when you have somebody that just disconnects and then it's just kind of failing to, like, do well in their lane and kind yeah. of bring, making it well, difficult to be for honest, us to any, any uh, MOBA like that where yeah. somebody is just kind of dragging you down just sucks, man. Does. But, like, normally you can carry, but if somebody's, like, I think the phrase is they're too heavy, you just can't carry that person. <laughs> um, like, yeah. Um, and so, you know, like, I, I, at the end of that first night, I was, and it was my cousin's first time playing Clash, and I was worried. I was like, I don't know if he's going to want to do this again, uh, and I really want him to play with me tomorrow. Um, and so he was like, he was like, if we're going to do this tomorrow, let's make sure we have a proper team in place, because I don't. If I'm gonna set three hours aside, I want to make sure we're playing well and not just having <laughs> random disconnects and just people uh, doing poorly. Um, but it was nice. It was just like you look at that type of teamwork in many games anymore. Uh, and yeah. it's just like you know, calling, shot calling, making good plays. Um, yeah, it's 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 just like a, it's a good quarantine gaming moment like for me. Um, Definitely, so I'm very happy about that. Um, <laughs> have you played anything else lately? Uh, that's, that's basically it, actually. Uh, just, just a lot of Final Fantasy. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Alright, I think then that does, uh, that's about it for this week's episode of the Gamescast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm hoping, if not next week, the week after, we can talk about our final thoughts on Final Fantasy VII Remake. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'd look forward to that. Especially because, again, there's still, even though I'm... 24 hours i think into it I, there's still so much to do i think uh average runtime is if you want to get everything kind of like what i'm doing uh it's like 40 somewhere in the mid 40s range that's in not, terms of hours that's yeah. not bad yeah uh, are you gonna try it on hard mode because i know that absolutely i actually plan on uh not only playing it again on hard but playing it from the beginning and doing more live streams so yeah oh, nice um yeah. yeah do let us know um and we'll definitely tweet it out from the workprint account no, oh, sure. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Christian, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at theworkprint.com, XN underscore Angelus on Instagram and Twitter. All right. You can find me at Bilal underscore Mian. And over at the Workprint, uh, you can find workprint.com. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. It's rusty as hell. Um, no, it's okay. Yeah. I do that all the time when I do yeah. one of these podcasts, so I get it. Yeah, you can follow the Workprint at everything the Workprint. And uh, yeah. Be sure to give us a follow, subscribe, leave a review, and uh, yeah, until next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.